I greet you all in the very blessed name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Now let us all turn our Bibles to our main passage, Matthew chapter 5. We will move to the next beatitude, to the next beatitude, which is found in verse 5. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the kingdom, the, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Let us all turn to God in prayer. Eternal God, our gracious, loving Heavenly Father, we come into thy presence. Lord, seeking afresh the cleansing and washing in the blood of our Saviour. Lord, we acknowledge we must have sinned against you in many ways, in our thoughts, in our deeds, in our words. And Lord, we just pray that you show us our sins, that we may confess them, repent of them, and bear the fruits of repentance. And Lord, we pray that this night you would remove all the distraction and the worries of the day, all the tiredness of the body, and help us, O God, to understand your word. We pray that you would transform us, change us, that we may, Lord, know how to bear these beatitudes taught in thy holy word. So be in our midst. May the young ones learn. May you change them. Likewise, for the adults. We ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the meek. Now, if you remember, this is one of the fruit of the Spirit, all right? So we're all panicking now because we covered the fruit of the Spirit in immense detail, all right? So do you remember this one of the um, fruit? So what is meekness, all right? Let's try. What is meekness? Who wants to volunteer? Who is the brave soul? Uh, Alex, <laughs> okay. He did not volunteer. <laughs> remember what is meek? Say again. Humility and gentleness. Well, then what is poor in spirit? Poor in spirit was humility, right? Humble spirit, right? But you use the right word, gentleness, all right? These are very close, right? So we will think of this, this in these terms, uh, meekness as in humility. Well, that is why the Lord covered it in the first beatitude. There must be humility first then there can be meekness, all right? So yes, there is a gentleness, gentleness. But what specifically is this characteristic like? Um, Kenny, Kenny Chia. Meekness. Now I do this to help us remember, right? Not to make fun of anyone. Because when we forget, then we are, we are reminded, then we always remember, I hope. <laughs> Doesn't seem to be the case still. Yes. Humble and low view of self. But that is, that is poor in spirit, right? Humble and low view of self. You need that. You're correct. You need that in order to be meek in spirit. What is meek in spirit? Alan, do you remember? A submission. Very good. So there's a gentleness. There is a submission, all right? But what exactly it is like, we'll study more. So good. All right, maybe last one. Um, Shane, oh, you're in national service? Fruit of spirit, do you study with us? Oh, okay, don't think so. All right, maybe last one. Uh, 
definitely Claude. Claude, yes. Claude, yes. Not aggressive, all right? That's another good description. Gentle is very clever. He's not aggressive. Gentle is not aggressive. Yeah, it's this kind of, of ideas, all right? So specifically, what is it? Now, let us learn, and I hope that we, we remember because um, that is one of the fruit of the Spirit. How can we forget, right? Now, first and foremost, now it is a mildness, a gentleness of spirit, a spirit that is mild, all right? Gentle. Um, you, just, you just copy, all right? And then we'll talk about it in detail. Now, because you are someone who is mild um, in, in your spirit, gentle in your spirit, you are not someone who is quarrelsome, all right? Not quarrelsome. There are people who are, who, they love to pick a quarrel all the time, all right? But this meekness is one that is um, not seeking to be quarrelsome. Another idea of it is, um, it is to someone who is able to bear, all right? And this is one of the important spirit. Someone who is able to bear um, unfairness, bear um, 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 faults um, put against them, affronts, injuries put against them, but they, are, they can patiently bear it and still behave in a very mild and gentle way, all right? So this is some of the ideas. So you imagine it's someone who is not easily provoked to anger, okay? So even someone provokes this person, he is someone who would respond with gentleness, right? There is a meek spirit. And you only can do that, you can do that only if you are, you have a humble spirit, all right? You, you offend me, you, you, you attack me, you try to injure me unfairly and all that. But because I am humble, I just feel, well, who am I, all right? Who am I? But if you are very proud, I'm somebody. How dare you speak to me like that? Then we won't be meek. We won't respond in a gentle way, all right? So this is an example. Now, it is, in other words, someone who is opposite to um, um, someone who would burst out in sudden anger. Are you someone like that? Very easily bursting out in anger, suddenly, um, easily provoked, lose your temper, impatient, well, maybe the other way to put it is if we are impatient, easily um, impatient, um, um, losing our cool, then it is the opposite of a meek spirit, all right? We'll, we'll also learn what it is not, all right? Because we can misunderstand it and have the wrong kind of meekness. Now, so what else? Now, it is someone who, because you're, you bear patiently um, injuries against you, affronts against you, now, you're someone who doesn't hold grudges. You're someone who do not hold grudges. Right? Some, if, you, if you find you're someone who, well, I always remember this person said this, that person said that, and you hold grudges, then in scriptures, there's the opposite to meekness. All right? We'll study some scriptural examples, how we come up with these ideas later on. But we define it all right? based on what we know in scriptures, the word itself, what it means, and we will learn from examples in scriptures why these are um, considered meekness. So someone who bears injuries and does not hold grudges. Now, when a meek person is offended, um, injured, he not only doesn't bear grudges, all right, but he actually continues to behave courteously. That is why he's gentle, right? He continues to be, um, be uh, courteous, be someone who... Um, is 
You know, he submits this to the situation. That is what it is. Now, what else? It is someone who um, is ready to forgive others, ready to forgive. And that is why you don't hold a grudge. Right? A meek person is someone who don't, I am somebody so important. How dare you say that to me? I'll always remember that. How dare you do this to me and say this to me? A meek person doesn't do that. All right? Easily uh, ready to forgive. Ready to forgive. Now, there is... Now, all this description, all right, all this description uh, are describing between man and man, right? Between man and man. Now, then the characteristic of, of this meekness is, is when someone who is, um, someone who is short in temper, someone who, is, um, um, who loses his temper easily. But this person is someone, when this person comes to correct you of your meek, of your um, lack of patience. All right, so impatient person come and correct you of impatience. Now, a meek person is someone who would not retaliate. Right? So a meek person is someone who's very objective. He listens. He's very in control of his spirit. and say, oh, okay, I'll listen. I'm, I'm willing to, to, to learn at any time. All right? I'm submitted to learning. Well, maybe there, there are truths in it, and I should listen, and I will, um, I will change. I will change. So, and the worst is an impatient person trying to correct you. Well, I think this happens at home very often. Maybe an impatient spouse trying to correct uh, another impatient spouse. Now, then meekness needs to come in, right? Same for parent and child relationship between friends also. Um, so, these are examples of, of meekness. Right, so now the question is, what, what is our attitude when we think of all these characteristics? Are we like that? How is the, how are relationships like at home? How are relationships like um, between spouses, between siblings? How is it like? Now, God says these beatitudes are supposed to be in believers. Right? In fact, it's a blessed beatitude. And if we examine ourselves and we find that we are people opposite to this, right? easily provoked, um, we can be very nice one moment and the next moment just people are always very um, careful not to accidentally offend us, um, then we will explode, then, well, that, is, that shows that we are not having a mixed spirit. I think some of you may be able to relate, that, relate to that at the workplace, um, bosses, when you go to work, you say you need to watch the weather. How's the weather today? All right, is it um, going to be thunder and lightning? Or is it going to be bright and sunny? And you know what it means. It means, well, will the boss suddenly explode? Or from one moment of um, happiness and next day, he was, he's coming in to explode, right? So um, the Christian should not be like that. Now, likewise for the spouse at home. Husbands can be like that. Um, wives can be like that, right? And worst of all, children, if you are like that, young ones. Now, I read recently an article about a mother. She was so shocked that this little child you know, of hers um, began to hit her um, just because um, she was not quick enough to feed him. He said, I'm hungry, and then started to hit her and said, I want food now, right? So, 
Now, it is that sinful nature that is in us. So it doesn't mean that children are like that, adults are not like that. We can be like that at home. Just because something is delayed, um, we blow up at our spouses, we blow up at our siblings, we blow up at people in church. Um, so these are, these are very contrary to what God says a Christian should bear, that, that meekness of spirit. All right? Now, but there is, there is more than that, all right? This meekness. Now, this meekness is also in scriptures, as we'll, as we'll see examples in the future week, is also when you need to correct someone, all right? When you need to correct someone, when you need to help someone. In fact, we should turn there, right? Let's turn to 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 2. Right, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 25. Right? 2 Timothy chapter 2. Now let's read verse 25 together. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. Now here... It's another example of a characteristic of meekness. So meekness is not only how you respond to affronts, how you respond to, how you respond to people's treatment of you. But it, meekness in the Bible is also associated with how we need, when we have to do something to someone else. For example, in this case, instruction. Now here, when you look at 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 25, now instructing them that oppose themselves, Oppose you. Oh, your ideas are wrong, right? Or your understanding of scriptures are wrong. And then if you know you are biblical and you have to help the other person, then God says, instructing in meekness. Now, it's very easy to be proud um, when someone corrects our mistakes, right? We can blow up. We can be uh, a meek person, may not even want to admit fault. Maybe that's another example. A meek person is always ready to admit fault. All right? We should take that down. And if I'm wrong, I'll admit because I'm a meek person. Now, and then it says, um, yeah, those that oppose themselves now instructing. So if you, for example, parent, all right, your child did something wrong and indeed the child was wrong. Now, God also says there must be a meekness in instructing. Meaning to say, now it is not to say you, you cannot correct, but it is to be patient, to be gentle, right? That is how God is with us all the time. Yes, even when you need to exercise discipline, right? You also exercise it with meekness, right? Meaning to say it is not a blow-up of, of personal anger, um, that kind of thing. And there's a meekness realizing that you are also a sinner. Same between spouses, right? Same between the singles and your friends. When someone is wrong, you're trying to correct the person. God says we must exercise meekness as well. All right? Okay, so now these are, these are ideas that, that describe meekness. Now, what is the difference between this and then there is, there is this long-suffering and then there is, um, like we studied, poor in spirit, which is humility, think nothing of yourself kind of um, idea. How are they related? Now, Poor in spirit is someone who is always conscious that he is nothing, 
less than nothing, unimportant. All right? Conscious that he don't have anything that is not given to him in the first place by God. That is a beggar. A beggar always realizes, I'm a beggar. I don't own anything. And anything that I'm given is the charity of, of someone who gave it to me. All right? So someone who is poor in spirit is like that. Someone who is poor in spirit, now that is why he doesn't exert his rights. So someone who is meek in spirit, now he may have rights. He may have rights. But when, when and he realizes those rights are given to him, he doesn't necessarily always exert those rights just to get rights. I want to, I want to be careful with this, all right? Now, meekness, as we study afterwards, doesn't mean you cannot exert rights. But someone who is meek is not someone who is always looking to exert his right. He is, and I hope we learn this word, he is unassuming. Another idea about meekness is someone who is unassuming. Someone who is self-effacing. Right? Someone who, who would put himself aside. He won't always say, I must be the one first. I must be the one given attention. I, and I have a right to have this and I must get it. Right? And he's unassuming. He, he won't always have to assume that it must be me. It must be my way. When you go out for, for well, the decision, where should we go for dinner tonight? A meek person is not always saying, always, I must be the one who lead it. I must be the one who, who insists on it. All right? I must be the one who always um, get my way. He is ready always to put aside his, his um, personal um, desires, personal rights even at times. Okay? So, now these are the picture of meekness. Meekness, not quarrelsome. So, now, are you such a person? At a place of work, people find it very difficult to get along with you. At home, um, it is the same, very explosive. The children are always trembling. Your spouse also trembling. Um, it's an unhappy environment, quarrelsome, um, fighting, always um, pressing for your, your rights. Is it like that? Well, it, not, it should not be. All right? It should not be. Now, so those are the examples of what it is, what it is. Um, now we have to ask what it is not, because it can also be misunderstood. In fact, the world has a very opposite idea of what meekness is. Um, by the way, they think, if you say you're meek, and the, all those things that I describe, now to them immediately they will say, well, you are a doormat. Okay, so to many people of the world, they say, or such attitudes will make you a doormat. Everybody will trample over you. Everybody will walk over you. Everybody will bully you. Okay? So the idea is meekness is not good. But the Lord says, blessed are the meek. But the world says, no, you won't be blessed. You won't, you won't be happy. You must assert. You must be aggressive. All right? You must be pushing all the time. Pushing and getting what you want all the time. Um, and when someone offends you, you better fight back and you better make sure the person learn his lesson or her lesson. All right? Teach them a lesson. Now, so the world teaches us to be like that. You know, um, there's this craze in this world about this um, fighting thing. I don't know what it is. All right? So I read that, that, well, the richest billionaires in the world, they want to fight with one another. All right? Uh, Zuckerberg and uh, the Tesla guy, right? 
Um, so they want to fight with one another. What is this about? And then they say they want to go and fight in this MMA. So what is MMA? I roughly had an idea. So it's some, some mixed martial art thing. And then I go and look at what is this mixed martial art. It was, it was horrifying to watch. I don't encourage you to watch at all. All right, children, you don't try and find out what it is and get interested. It is not like, you know, in the past, it's some um, martial art competition and then it's, it's, it's gentleman behaviors, there is respect of your opponent and then when the person is down, the person is down, you step aside. This one is when the person is down, is when they jump on the person, they beat the person to a pulp. It is very difficult even to watch. It's horrible. Now, the world pushes this idea to young people all the time. Young people seem to be very crazy over this. I mean, these are fully grown adults leading multi-billion dollar companies and they're talking about this kind of attitude. When someone is down, you make sure you beat them and someone has to jump in to stop you from, from, um, from injuring the person too much. What kind of world do we live in? That is sport today. Now, my point is this. Young ones, the world is constantly teaching you to be as violent, as aggressive as possible. When someone is down, make sure that they stay down and injure them, make sure that they can't get up. It's that kind of spirit. It's not a mixed spirit at all. The workplace is the same. You want to climb the ladder, you better be someone who is aggressive, outspoken, pushy, um, always making sure that your voice is heard, uh, then you'll be successful in this world. Very opposite characteristics. Maybe university students, the way you're trained, all right, to be in school, um, leadership courses, how you go for interviews, is constantly teaching you to be as proud as possible. Um, humility has no place for success. Meekness makes you a doormat. So make sure you are not meek, all right? So why do you think it's like that? Because the Lord says, blessed are the meek. Satan wants you to be, as a Christian, as aggressive, as um, um, quarrelsome, as, um, as um, 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 strong against someone and make someone feel um, lousy as possible, bullies, okay? Now, but then having understood all this, you also must not have the wrong idea about meekness, all right? So, now, because today in the world, they say, well, a meek person, well, very often they define it as someone who is soft-spoken. You say, pastor, isn't gentleness soft-spoken? Yes, all right? Someone is soft-spoken. But they also mean, when they say soft-spoken, now, don't think meekness means this, and we will see in scriptures. Don't think that meekness means you cannot offend anyone, all right? I must agree with everything, every time, all the time. Well, when it is not biblical, you cannot say, well, I am a meek person, right? Don't, don't bring it up. Don't offend anyone. So, offending people because you are rude. Now, of course, that is wrong. But there are times you must assert authority. You must assert authority. So, young ones, when you hear parents must deal with you meekless, meekly, doesn't mean that they don't assert authority. I'll give you some example. Um, you can think of examples, right? Now, when people think of Moses and Christ, 
and we'll study their characteristics in detail in the week to come. Um, they will say, oh, these people have no place in this world, right? Well, Christ let himself be crucified. Um, Moses obviously let himself be bullied. Now, but when you think about their lives, do you think um, there are people who, um, maybe I should put this this way. Now, meek is not mute. Meek does not mean you are mute. Okay, it means you, you are you're dumb, you, you don't speak at all. Meek doesn't mean that. Remember when um, the Lord um, constantly called out the, the uh, Pharisees, and he called them out and called them hypocrites, right? When they spoke um, evil, when they spoke errors, now he was not mute, but Christ said he is, he is meek. He said, learn of me, right? I am meek, but Christ was not mute. So don't have this idea that meekness means I cannot say anything, all right? It's the way you say it that is important. Now, meekness um, is not weakness. But the world, thing, world often tell you meekness is weakness. Do you think so? Now, when Jesus, say that, Jesus said that he, was, he is meek, learn of him, he is meek. Now, he is not saying that, well, be weak and let everyone run over you. He's not saying that, well, um, when people do wrong um, against you, you must never ever um, assert your right to do what is right. Now, he's not saying that. Many times, when we come to study um, in a future week, Christ showed them he was someone who was strong. When it comes to the truth, when it comes to um, asserting the rights of, of, of the truth, he was not weak. In fact, he was, he exercised his authority, right? Moses likewise. So meekness is not um, the idea of someone, well, actually very often people think um, meekness is like a little, little, little rat, a little mouse. Just squeaking, squeaking, very soft. Doesn't speak loudly, right? Move around very furtively and always hide and always just keep themselves unnoticed. And then when they talk, very, very soft and gentle voice kind of thing. Now, sometimes people may even see people like that in church and say, oh, that person is a very meek person. And then you ask, why? Oh, you know, he's always smiling, and he's always bowing, then he's always uh, folding his hand like that, and always greeting people, always um, soft-spoken. When, when he speaks, you have to, ah, ah, what, what do you say? Oh, so soft-spoken. Right? Well, very meek person. Now, but the person can be all this. But if a person is, doesn't speak up for God and the truth, if a person is disobedient to the truth, he can have all these external behaviors that the world say this is meekness. That is not meekness, all right? Please do not um, get this mixed up. The Lord spoke out loudly. Moses spoke out loudly, all right? Um, now, I think maybe, <clears throat> um, now one of the things that best describe the word meekness, for those of you who remember, is this word is also used to describe the Greeks taming horses, right? Horses. You know, the Greeks, they love um, the, um, the sport of um, chariot riding and <clears throat> horse riding and all that. <clears throat> they, they tame horses. And they will go and look for horses that are, 
um, out in the wild, and then they will be able, they, they are very experienced, they guess what, this horse is very strong, right? So they can identify the characteristics, and this is a very strong, very powerful horse that will, that will be very, very good for them to, to tame, all right? And then they'll capture them, and then they'll tame them, and tame them, and tame them. <clears throat> now, this word is used to describe the taming of these this animals, horses, for example. Now, what is it really describing? Have the, has the horse lost its strength? Has this horse lost its um, strength of character, strength of muscle, physical strength? When they are tame? No. In fact, if, if they would lose those, then they are useless horses. Why would they want to keep a horse for racing, for pulling um, chariots, for going into um, all sorts of games um, to win? Why would they want to do, do, to do that to a horse till it's basically weak and um, 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 won't, ex won't exert its strength anymore? Now, the best way to describe is such animals have not lost their strength. But instead, these animals have learned to control their strength. That is a good description of meekness. Right? The Lord says he is very meek. Learn of him. The Bible constantly describes our Lord as meek. Meek, meek, meek. Right? And what is, is Christ well, lost all his strength? No power? No, he... He controls his strength. Now, if Christ did not control his strength, many of the people back then would have been wiped out. Probably the earth would have been wiped out. Right? So, it's not weakness, but it is you and I learning to harness and control that strength to prevent it from being destructive. All right? So, when the horses were not tamed, they are very destructive. They are very strong, they have certain um, characteristics and all that, but they have destructive instincts. Once they are tame, they learn to live with other animals. They learn to work well with other animals, and then they become very, very useful. I think that is a very good description of this word. Right? We all have destructive instincts. Instinctively, we want to blow up. Instinctively, we want to feel that, well, if I have this strength to beat up this person, if I have this strength to bully another person, if I have this authority to thumb down someone and make the person suffer, now our instinctive um, behavior of our sinful, old sinful man is to exert it. But someone who is tame is someone under, under all this actually controls himself. This person is, um, so that is, that is the part about between man and man, all right? So that is something that we have to learn. Now then there is another part. So there are two parts to this meekness as you see in scriptures. Now one is your, the relationship between man and man. I hope we learned that. Now the next one is this is your response towards God. One is the response towards men. The second part of our meekness that we need to learn is our response towards God. Now, what does it mean? What does it mean? Now, it is someone, all right, who, and we'll see, 
I don't make this up, right? We'll, we'll, I just want to summarize this first because we will learn about the exact examples from scriptures about these characteristics. Now, it is someone who, in the face of um, troubles, in the face of a difficult situation, and a difficult situation can be created by men, um, unfairness, unfair treatment. Now, um, in the face of all that, now yet he is very calm and submitted with a clarity in his mind that God has allowed this thing to occur in my life, right? Now, it's someone who understands that nothing happens by chance. Why is it that he's able to control his outbursts, his desire to retaliate and take revenge? Why? Because he understands that it is God that has allowed these things to happen. It is God that has allowed this person to behave this way towards me. We will learn that in David's life. It is God that allowed this situation to turn out like that at home, in my life. A doctor does something wrong in the operation and then you are blinded. A meek person is not someone who's going to um, retaliate and uh, go there and try and make the doctor blind himself. There are people who did that, right? Um, a doctor made a mistake and then they wait outside the clinic um, to take revenge. But we learned, right? Can you, can you um, bring it up? Yes, you can, but it's not in a situation. You do not do it for vengeance, retaliation. You bring it up because, well, for protection of other patients, all right? So when you bring up something, a meek person is not someone who says, I cannot speak, I cannot bring things up. But he, br he brings things up, not with a vengeful spirit. But he brings things up understanding it is, it is for, always for good. Well, first, God allowed this, it's for my good. And I need to, if I need to do something, it is for the good of someone else. We'll, we'll see that in the case of Paul as well. All right? So whenever a meek person does anything, he has a clarity that God, God allowed it. Now, in fact, some, one of you say it's a submissive spirit, right? It is exactly that as well. Now, when it comes to a situation or someone doing something to you, you submit to the fact that God has allowed it. You, will, you may need to do something in response, but you, in your heart, it's always you submit to the fact that God has done it. That is why you're able to do things in a very calm and collected, gentle way. All right? Now, but meekness is not a resignation to fate. Meekness is not a resignation to fate. So when I say this, I'm not saying that, oh, I resign to fate. Now, there's a big difference between I'm resigned to fate and I'm submitted to God. Resigned to fate means, well, I uh, just, uh, whatever, I just give up, you know. Well, God wants to have, let this happen. Or the person wants to do that to me. Um, and when this, such resignation now sometimes can lead to um, just passiveness and you, you don't do what is then good for you. Meekness have an active part. So even in meekness, when you submit, it's an active submission. That is why you won't murmur, you won't complain, you won't blow up. But you actively control your spirit because you know God is always involved in that. Now, it also means that 
when you are corrected by God in His Word, there is a meekness, a submission to it, right? Not a retaliation to it, like we studied on Sunday. Rebel not against His commandments, right? So that's, that is the idea of, of meekness. Now, in fact, I will ask you, why, why is someone um, ready to accept um, the... Now, I'm not saying young ones in school, when someone bully you, means you cannot say anything, you go home, you must be quiet in order to be meek, you must be quiet, not say anything. I'm not saying that you cannot bring it up, bring it up to your teacher and all that, but you always know that God has allowed something to happen. You need to do something. Now you don't do it in revenge. That's why the Word of God says, vengeance is the Lord. Constantly we learn in First Peter, we are always reminded, God has allowed these things. Do not take revenge into your own hands. You, you become meek. Right? You submit both to God, um, to the situation, and when you do anything, it is not a resignation to fate, but you actively right, bring good to others and to yourself. Okay, so now, so some of these are, are, are things that I want to make sure that we are clear about um, what meekness is, what it is not. Um, next week, when we come back, we want to study um, some of these actual behaviors in characters in the Bible. And then when we ask ourselves when we are in those situations, how we respond towards men, how we re respond towards God, there must be meekness. Then we ask ourselves, why, why is a meek person blessed? Right? Because you and I will feel, if I behave like that, I won't be blessed. When we study these people's life, we will see. Let us turn to God in prayer. Our Father in heaven, Lord, as we begin to examine our own lives. Lord, we have to acknowledge that we are not people who have exhibited this meekness as needed. Lord, search our hearts in areas that we are not like that. Help us, O oh God, to learn from your word and see the examples of people that we need to follow and apply it to our own lives. But Lord, for now, we pray that in understanding these things, we go home and really examine how we have been responding towards our spouses, our children, and as singles, how we respond to our siblings, our parents, our friends, and also for working people at the place of work, and for mothers, for wives, and towards their husband, and towards things when they happen at home. So Lord, we pray that we will be make people, that we know what it means and how to be blessed. And Father, now we pray that you meet with us in the place of prayer. We need your help, Lord. We can do nothing without you. And Lord, we thank you for the many prayers that you've answered into situations that seem to be impossible to men, but thou hast answered. We pray, O oh Lord, that that will stir us and encourage us to pray more earnestly for thy kingdom and for each other. We ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen.